The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix on this football Friday heading into the weekend. Cowboys on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about it with the great John Mashoda from The Athletic who joins us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. And, John, I guess it's just trying to figure out how does this team recover from the news of the Trayvon Diggs injury because next man up is nowhere near as good as what they have lost. Oh, no question it's not. Um, I mean, I look at Trayvon Diggs as probably one of the top Man, five to seven most valuable players on this team, somewhere in that group. So, uh, yeah, no, they're not going to replace him with just somebody else on the roster. But the positive thing for them is that they have better depth at corner than they've had for a while. The other thing is that one of Dan Quinn's greatest strengths is moving pieces around. And, you know, he doesn't just have one game plan, and and he's, he's excellent at adjusting. And I think Mike McCarthy the same way when it comes to an overall game plan. Uh, so I think because of that, they're going to have to change some things up. And for me personally, when I look at the whole, like projecting what they'll look like on defense, I just think that maybe the takeaways go down. That could be like a, a big area, but I already thought it was going to be difficult for them to lead the league there for a third consecutive year anyway. Um, but if they can avoid any other major injuries, I still do think they have the pieces on defense to still be the league's best defense. So uh, we'll see, you know, um, yeah, I mean, obviously being at the Star yesterday, I mean, it was a, it was pretty deflating uh, inside that building uh, when you find that out, and just you know when you're talking to players, and um, yeah, it, it was it's not something that you expected, and uh, especially with how these things they practice nowadays, you don't expect these type of injuries really to come out of it, and so uh, yeah, they're not going to replace them with just any one player, but I do think that depth wise they're in a position where I don't think it'll be nearly the blow it would have been a year or two ago. John, I, I don't know if you were out on the practice field when this happened uh, or what time, whether it was an open period or not, but I, I guess Mike McCarthy was asked a question about that, and he defended whatever it was that they were doing. Can you kind of tell us what, what happened and what McCarthy was defending? Well, for one, it, it's a competitive part of practice which i would deem being an interesting part of practice so no they don't allow us out there (laughs) Um, so i mean to the point where like i double checked with mccarthy today that you know it it was the grass field right because obviously a lot of people want to know right now the grass versus turf they have they have three fields they can practice on at the star they have the inside the forward center which is turf and then they have a turf field outside and a grass field outside and he said it was the grass field that that the injury happened on which didn't surprise me because mike mccarthy always wants his guys practicing on grass whenever they can, you know, weather permitting, obviously. Um, and uh, so it was just a part of practice where they do these, you know, competitive one-on-one drills, which, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like these, these practices are all these big monster hits all the time. You know, when you're running the ones versus the twos, I mean, they're thudding each other when they have the pads on, but a lot of times they're, you know, they're not going, you know, 100%, or I shouldn't say 100%, but they're not really, like, going what you'd be doing in a game in terms of that type of uh, of effort level and that type of, you know, energy you're putting into a certain play. But these one-on-one drills allow you to do that. And so it sounds like what happened is 
he was he was going for the ball in the end zone. It was a red zone one on one drill, and he was going to make a play on the ball. Obviously, knowing Trayvon Diggs, he probably thought he had a chance to pick it up because anytime a ball is close to him, he, he really does have a chance. And sounds like he got kind of tangled up with the receiver and and uh, came down on top of that player's foot. Um, that at least that's the way Mike McCarthy uh, described it, and that that kind of factored in. But uh, like he said, it was one of those things where. I mean, it's the type of thing that could happen in any drill you do. So, you know, anybody that thinks that they, they need to just, you know, oh, you can't do that. Okay, well, then you can't do this, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and don't do that. So it's like, well, yeah, you know, don't even practice. Just, you know, if you guys want, we'll, we'll just go, uh, you know, five-on-five five basketball. And, and But even when we're doing that, don't play defense. Just, you know, we'll shoot free throws. <laughs> yeah, just we'll we just have a ball I mean, and bubble wrap until game day. I mean, I mean, it's football, you know. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I completely agree with the players that, I, I totally said that I, I know that the people that own these teams will argue that, you know, turf is on the same level with grass with the advancements in turf net. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm completely on the side of, I do think these guys should all be playing on grass. Don't get me wrong, but let's be honest. If they move every single field indoors, practice games to grass, it's the NFL. There's going to be ACL injuries still, you know? And so uh, maybe the number, the number could certainly go down. I, I, I could see that. But, but, I mean, there's just going to be injuries. Stuff is going to happen. The Kyler Murray injury was on grass. This one was on grass. The, you know, the, the Nick Chubb injury is on grass, you know. So it's like it's not going to completely clean everything up because at the end of the day it's still football. John Mashota from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz. I guess the good news, and even talking to Stephen Jones yesterday here on The Blitz, you could just tell the, the gut punch that an injury to Trayvon Diggs was to that team. Having it happen in practice sucks, right? But they get a couple of days to kind of get their mind right for Deron Bland to get right like, oh, no, now, now you're in. And Dan Quinn has a couple of days to figure out how they're going to help out Deron Bland. Is it a blessing in disguise that this didn't happen in the first quarter of the Arizona game and you kind of feel like if the wheel was going to blow, that tire was going to blow, it was going to blow no matter what, right? Well, see, I, don't, I mean, if I was if I was like a coach or a player, I wouldn't say this, but I'm not, so I can say this. No, they'd be <laughs> fine against Arizona. <laughs> I mean, let's be. I mean, it's Arizona. No, they would be fine. I think Arizona has a chance to be one of the two or three worst teams in the league this year. I think the Cardinals are. If you if I look at when I look at the rest of the Cowboys schedule, it's 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 pretty clear and dry. If you're like you've got to pick one game for the rest of the season that you you feel the most confident the Cowboys will win, it comes down to two games: is this one in Carolina. So if it happened in that game. I think that they would be able to adjust and, and, and still be able to get a win. Uh, it wouldn't be ideal. You'd rather have the practice. But I, I don't see this game being particularly close. So, if anything, this is a good game to be able to work guys in. I do think Teron Bland will be fine on the outside. To me, the adjustment period or portion of all of this will be getting Jordan Lewis more snaps because he only played 10 uh, last week, and he's coming off of that foot injury. I don't see them going from – oh, yeah, we worked him in at 10, foot's good, uh, you play every snap now. I just think that that's going to be more of an easing in there at at the nickel spot. And so that's where I think Dan Quinn comes in with maybe we see a little bit more of Israel Mukwamu playing the nickel um, because he does have the safety corner background. That's what he did in college at South Carolina. And he has, you know, he's, he's safety on the Cowboys roster, but he does have the position flex to do both. And they've used him in that role before. So I'm wondering how that'll come out more so than, I do think Deron Bland will be the transition for him will be fine on the outside. Yeah, and 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 the good news there too is with that Cowboys pass rush, I mean those guys are getting a lot of cover, right? I mean you don't have to sit there and and, and hang on to a guy for 
five, six seconds. I mean, the quarterbacks are going to have to get the football, regardless of who it is. And then you've got uh, Joshua Dobbs this week, who's not the greatest passer anyway. So I, I think this is a good game to kind of just get on the right foot and uh, and get ready for the rest of the schedule. For sure. No, I mean, that they certainly are equipped defensively with the talent they have on all three levels to overcome this. I mean, one of the other parts, and this is just they have an excellent safety group. Again, something they didn't have a few years ago that if this would have happened, it, it would have made this an even bigger uh, you know, setback for them. But because you, know, you have so many playmakers, ball hawk types on the back end, when you're getting Donovan Wilson back, you got J. Ron Kirsch, you, I mean, you've seen that incredible interception that Malik Hooker had where he ran from almost the incomplete other side of the field to pick that deep ball off to, to Garrett Wilson last Sunday. I mean, they have the playmakers on that safety spot too to help out. So um, because of that... And because of, like you said, the pressure up front and because of the opponent they're playing this week, if, if, if this is the biggest blow that they take roster-wise in terms of an injury loss uh, all season, I think this team's still in really good shape to accomplish all of their goals. John Machota from The Athletic here on the Blitz. That said, while we talk about the loss of a, of a Diggs, let's talk about who they're getting back. I mean, this you know, Game 3 uh, should have a healthy offensive unit for the first time all year with Tyler Smith playing and Brandon Cooks in the lineup everybody at the same time for sure um you know Tyler Biotish Zach Martin it'll come down to tomorrow uh for both of them but it's trending in the right direction there I mean you'd like to see uh, uh you know Zach avoid any anyone rolling up on, on his ankle again like it happened in, in the Jets game and kind of flared that thing up and then also you got Biotis dealing with a hamstring, not nearly on the level of the Tyler Smith one, but it sounds like he'll be able to play. You just you, you monitor that because if they were to lose Tyler Biotis for an extended period of time, uh, there's a big drop-off from center one to center two, that's for sure. But outside of that, you're getting Tyler Smith back, who uh, is one of your best offensive linemen. Uh, you're getting Donovan Wilson back, who's who's one of your best defensive players, period, and, and, and sets a tone in a way with his heavy and, and hitting and just his play style that I think really can take this defense to another level. Uh, so that's huge. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Brandon Cook, uh, getting him back from that knee injury that caused him to miss last week, I think that'll be huge for the offense. So, um, yeah, they're getting they're getting some guys back. But, hey, it's, it's the NFL. They're, they're, there's injuries, and a lot of teams are dealing with it. And so they've got to kind of weather this storm early in the season. But um, if they can get through this and – you know, kind of get a good rhythm going, and there aren't many more setbacks. Like I said, I really do think of both sides of the ball, the way Mike McCarthy's calling the offense, the way Dan Quinn runs the defense, I just think that the way it complements each other, I mean, this team's set up to still win a lot of games. John, i got to ask you, are you following this Twitter battle between Micah Parsons and Bart Scott? <laughs> I I am, but, but if I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you. Just because of my job, um, I will say the one – the one that I'm a little bit more focused in with Micah is him, is him retweeting that fake reporter today who said something like, you know, the reporters are just as, are more important to the game than the players or something. Like that. And it's a fake account, but Micah's responding to this guy in a tweet. Ty, Tyreek Hill is responding to this guy in a tweet. And you're just like, yeah, this is all you need is like fans see that. They're not going to go look up this guy's account. And they're just thinking that us idiot reporters really think that. No, we don't. None of we, I'm telling you right now, if, 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 if a reporter says anything other than the fact that we feel fortunate to be able to do this for a living, they're either a liar or they need to really have the reality checked. I mean, 
I, I got to ask no, you, John, because I haven't seen that. And you're right. I mean, we're lucky. We're in the toy department, right? Right. Um, <laughs> what, what, what fake reporter? I don't know about this. Yeah, it's not. It's not even. It's like an account that has like 900 followers. It's not even like a real reporter. But <laughs> okay, so it's not. That, it's not the one I was thinking of that just kind of retweets everybody else's work. Not no, one of those. No, 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 no. No, it's just a person that you know they have a blue check mark because you can you they, can just buy it now. If yeah. you don't have to really be, you know, like uh, you know, it's not like anyone's doing a background check. Like, okay, is this person really a reporter? No reporter would ever say or should ever say something like that. Like, I don't know. I just when I see that stuff, I just. It kind of bothers me that it gets retweeted out there because then I see people look at it like, wow, do they all really think that? And it's like, no, no one. I mean, I mean, hey, one of my favorite Mike McCarthy quotes is from, might have been a year ago, I think, man, might even been the COVID year, actually. And, he, and, he, and the way he said it, like, I, won't, I don't have the exact quote, but it was along the lines of, hey, we're all out here just trying to rob this runaway train that is the NFL, that it is basically like, we're all fortunate to be connected with this thing. The business continues to grow. Everybody's interested in so many different aspects. The, the interest in every little aspect grows by the year, and the fact that you get paid to do that is phenomenal. And for anyone to think, coaches included, that it's anything that any of them are above the players, they're sadly mistaken. I mean, they, the players are what make it. They, they really are, and that's a great reminder that people should subscribe to The Athletic that's to read right. the great coverage provided by John Mashoda. And make sure you follow John on Twitter as well, at John Mashoda, J-O-N Mashoda. Uh, John, enjoy the weekend, man. We'll talk to you next Friday. Enjoy all those new subscribers. <laughs> I appreciate it. You guys have a good weekend. Good stuff. John Michaud on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.